Hello, my friends! Are you in the mood for a great-tasting all-natural soda? Well, it's been a really hot summer this year, and after you've been out cutting the yard or playing outdoors, you want a really good drink. Well, try a naughty soda! We make our sodas with all-natural fruit juices and spices. We also use pure cane sugar and agave nectar to sweeten them. If you like a nice, clean fruit flavor or a great root beer that's not too sweet, our naughty sodas are just for you. Naughty Soda, all-natural sodas, made with all-natural juices, spices, and sweeteners. Available at your local Georgia Growler store. Enjoy a Naughty Soda today! Hello there, folks, and welcome to another Achieving Reality, the podcast! This week we have back with us Jason Palmer from The Attack of the Morningside Monster. We are all so happy to have him back to talk about what's happened over the past year with him and the movie. As usual, Larry derails the train and Chris does his thing. Then, Jason brings them back to topic. That's pretty cool. This is another great episode and I was there for the recording too. Yeah, sorta. So, sit back, relax, grab a noise soda and learn something. See you at the end. Just Mercy behind the music. I know. She's where the music goes. Yeah. She's going to be on VH1 soon. I don't know if I'm accurate enough to put her actually behind the music. That would be funny, though. You hear the music, and then, you know, when she says something, you just kind of hear it through the music. You put auto-tune on her. <laughs> Make her the music. I know! <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I took a crack at um. Welcome to achieving reality. <laughs> I took a crack at. Oh god, um, no, we don't need <clears throat> Tina with auto tune. At expanding on the uh, music file you sent me, mm-hmm. I made a lovely disco version. <laughs> Just in case we ever decide to make a nice eighties. Now you're creaky and on uh, the right or the left. I just don't have the appropriate loops to make it cinematic or orchestral. Oh, I'm sorry. What the hell's wrong with you? I know. Chase, I... Oh, I have an old version of GarageBand and I can't find loops for it. I'm sorry? No, I I didn't mean to interrupt uh, Chris, but I was going to tell you about your car. I used to have a Plymouth Acclaim LX, Mm -hmm. and when we first started dating, we would go up to Helen. A lot. A lot. And so we would go there, and all these like people that were cops always used to wave at me. (laughs) I was like, they did get behind us and pull up beside us, and be like, "Hey, hey like, I'm like, why are they, why are they waving at us?" So later on, we did some research and found out that there were some cops in Helen that mm-hmm. had the exact same car that I had. Oh, yeah, if you pulled out, uh, she had a basically a piece of cardboard covered with carpet underneath her radio area. If you pulled that off, there was all the connections for the lights and the sirens oh. and everything, but there weren't any ports. Right. So they had it wired for it, but yeah. it didn't have any, you know, external. Right, right. And it was just really funny because I was like, it's got to have been a cop car at some point in time in some of these smaller towns. Because they're like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, <laughs> and then people would slow down too, and I'm like. Yeah, we'd be yeah. driving, and they'd be like, oh, I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yelling out the window. Come on. I'm like, there's no cop around. Yeah, there's a cop. Where? You. What? I'm a cop? I didn't realize I was a cop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I see that a lot. The because uh, you look so much like Kate Jackson from the opening of Charlie's Angels. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Maybe he's talking to me, not you. 
I don't know. I'm yeah, Bosley's usually driving. Yeah, Bosley, I'm talking to her. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we're recording now? Yeah, we have that. Okay, great. <laughs> so, again, thank you for having me. I think this is, what, the, yeah, the second time uh, mm-hmm. that I've... Uh, Not the third? Well, the first one was two-part. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, we need to thank... It, it was a very special episode. We need to thank uh, your crew as well, because we're... Those two episodes are now trending on Podbean. Oh, yeah, we saw that. Um, it's, it's not because of Podbean; it's because of iTunes. Well, yeah, because uh, Attack of the Morningside Monster is now um, on pre-order on iTunes, and then underneath it has what it would recommend. And the Achieving Reality podcast is one of the well, la <laughs> recommended uh, yeah, follow-ups. It goes from being Frank Miller told us to fuck off to. <laughs> The Morningside, the Attack of the Morningside Monster episodes. Mm-hmm. Wow, we're moving up in the world. But the uh, Spalding Gray episode's still in there. Is it really? Yeah. Well, there you go. It's like a Spalding Gray routine written by a three-year-old. Yeah. Apart from our Malaysian listenership, <laughs> we have a spike in New Jersey as well. Oh, wow. And we also blame on you. <laughs> in your New Jersey hat. Yeah. Like New Jersey, California, Virginia, Malaysia. <laughs> We had some in Indonesia and we one in uh, Denmark Italy. or yeah. Finland or something like that. Yeah, we have a very Eclectic. odd listenership. Although I'm beginning to think that the Malaysian listener is just one listener who's very loyal and shy. <laughs> That's very possible. A download's a download. That's right. So you should put hypnotic suggestions in there for <laughs> the people who just kind of casually listen we should. We should do that in some binaural beats so they'll be all relaxed. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so here's what I, I, I need to know from Jason. Okay. We talked about Morningside up to through production and premiere. Mm-hmm. So now what do you go through to get it ready for distribution? Uh, okay, well, so there is a lot that you have to do uh, when you're getting a film ready for distribution. So listen up uh, amateur filmmakers who are uh, are getting ready for the film market. Well, so um, so every uh, November there's the uh, um, American film market out in LA, which is kind of the San Diego Comic-Con of film distribution. All the film companies go there and all the filmmakers go there to try to sell their film. And um, my production partner, uh, Chris Etheridge, he did that last year. And through that, basically, you set up meetings and it's a week-long pitching your movie to try to get a company interested. Um we did. We got a company interested. And um, from there, it is putting together the deliverables list. And then the, and I'm not going to bore you with all this stuff, but uh, the deliverables list really can be a, um, uh, a sledgehammer to the chest if you've never dealt with it before, never even heard about it. Basically, one of the things uh, on there is you have to go through the entire movie and time code every scene, describe every scene, describe and write out all the dialogue 
So if it goes from a two shot, say Larry and Chris are sitting at the table, you have to write, okay, point one minute to point one minute, 10 seconds, Larry, Chris sat at the table. Then if it goes to a close up of Larry, then you got to go point or one minute, point 10 seconds, close up of Larry, then camera you, breaks. <laughs> well, and then, then you have, then you say, okay, Larry, camera breaks. And then you have to, you have to then repeat that. It, it's just this insanely um, tedious, time consuming piece of paper, but you need that for um, uh, foreign distribution, um, for subtitles, for closed caption, all that kind of stuff. And they, oh, and no, that so, makes sense now. Yeah. It, it, Before it just sounded kind of ridiculous, but no, that makes sense. It, it, it's ridiculous, and um, and it it is just the worst thing to have to do mm. to go through a ninety minute movie and literally frame by frame by frame just describing each not not Sparks just each job. scene but each cut each camera angle and and yeah so um low shot to medium high I'll yeah just, i'll just translate much. it to spanish so everybody else can translate in any other language no no you have to do the the, the second by second right so that's out. what i'm saying whatever well, do you it say i do it all in, no, well we'll do it in english and then we'll translate it to there's spanish. your business opportunity right there right. larry what's that you can offer a service that does this Oh yeah, they probably already have one. They probably do. There's probably several. Yeah, and they make a lot of money. Yeah, and uh, I'm not gonna do that because I don't have the patience for it. Yeah, and they get that some... first scene. I'd be like, "Fuck this." It'd <laughs> <laughs> be good for you. It's a job you can sit around and watch movies all day very slowly. Yeah, very slowly. <laughs> I don't know what the story in this Space. is at all. <laughs> arrow key, arrow key, arrow key. Right, right. Arrow key, arrow key. No, arrow key, right? Arrow key, right? Well, so so that's one of the things you got to do, and then you got to you got to. We did a lot of it ourselves. I mean, you can pay people to do a lot of this stuff, yeah, but just... when you're uh, working low budget and you can do it, <laughs> we do, we do it ourselves. So, um, you know, stuff like coming up with a new trailer, mm-hmm. um, getting in touch with different websites and magazines because a lot of people don't know but the filmmakers have to do a lot of the promotion Mm. themselves the distribution companies all they pretty much do is get you out there in in front of these companies that are actually going to buy you then you have to really do the legwork you have to do the social media yeah Mm. i mean and again you can hire companies that just do this there are companies that just do social media there are companies that will do you know pretty much anything but, but again if you're using one like, of those you still have to put some promotional material together yourself um well yes and no i mean you can again you can get a, a company that will will do that but then you run into the actors and their contracts and you know some uh sometimes you have actors who have approval of the photos that you mm-hmm. can use for promotional stuff so um, if you need something last minute, then that gets hectic because you have to get, you know, like if you're taking a still from the movie, you have to get the still, then you have to send it to the manager or agent or whatever, then they have to get it to the actor, then, you know, depending on who the actor is, they'll either get it right back to you 
or you know it could take months for them to look at it it's a long like dealing with government yeah it, yeah it is the the amount of paperwork that you have to do and and the just the um, logistics of everything it's just it, it's sickening and that is why I let my production partner do it all so yeah, I, I spoke to him a little while back, and he was sending out letters of inquiry to various websites. Mm-hmm. Weird. That's why I let my production partner do everything here. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect. no. He no. seems he seems very excited about the whole process of sending out email after email <laughs> after email. Yes. Why did I hear sarcasm in that? Because you hear sarcasm in everything. No, I don't. I didn't hear sarcasm in that. Yes, you did. <laughs> so then, uh, after all that, then it. You know, it builds up to the release, and um, October 14th, the Attack of the Morningside Monster will be released on VOD format, and um, then in uh, January 20th, it'll be out on uh, physical uh, DVD Blu-ray. Cool. So, um, so you can look for that. Have you seen the uh, the final formatted DVD for it? Uh, well, I, I've, I've seen this movie so many times in I mean, every... No, like the actual, for like the whole, a, yeah, like a digital copy. You know, they show you. Okay, this is what's going to look like. Here's the uh, I've I've seen I've seen some artwork. Um, I know that it's not final artwork. Um, I don't know when that's when they're actually going to be sending stuff to the printers. So um, I think it looked good. We'll talk about more of that later on. Um, maybe around January, I'll come back and we, we can talk about that. I don't know how much I'm supposed to uh, talk about. No, well, you we know. just want to know if you liked it or not. Well, um, I, I, I like it because you know I happen to be on the back cover. Oh, you know? weird! I, I I was very surprised by that. Wow! Just it's just him like Disney. <clears throat> yeah. So, so, so that was fun, but who knows? Back was it. Yeah. <laughs> in, in in January, they it's might have said, uh, you know what, we'll, we'll we'll replace this picture with uh, something uh, a little more interesting. So, um, me. But right now, you know, I'm I'm on the back cover, and it's fun. There you go. So yeah, so I mean, so you know, that is that is that is Infamous. the process from where we were last time when we came in and. Um, uh, talked about the premiere and stuff and then and then yeah, just since then it's been a lot of um, yeah, and with the independent films a lot of it is sending it to the film festivals mm-hmm. um, Attack of the Morningside Monster Coast to Coast yeah I mean the, la- the, the last six months we did like know, our co- podcast a- Atlanta twice we did um, Jersey LA twice now um, Phoenix, Aren't Utah. Aren't you guys back in like Louisiana or something? Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. Yeah, that's, with that's Kentucky, Tennessee, um, South Carolina, North Carolina. So it, you know, so it's been making the rounds. Um, upstate New York, um, Syracuse, I believe it was. Oh, that's kind of um, cool. So yeah, so I mean, that's the kind of stuff you have to um, you have to you have to re- remember and budget for when you're making a. a uh, independent film is you have to go to a lot of these conventions and a lot of these film festivals and, and just kind of hype up your movie and pass out flyers and and uh, apparently the refrigerator has a lot to say about that. <laughs> it's, my, it's, it's the freezer. 
End of line. <laughs> so you went to all, you went to all these film festivals, I guess, right? Um, you know, Chris, uh, our director Chris Etheridge, and um, our uh, other producer Michael Harper, along with um, some of our cast, uh, Rob Pralgo, um, Tiffany Shepis, Amber Cheney, um, Catherine Tabor, and Mike Stanley. Between uh, that core group of people. Um, one of us has been to at least uh, I think there was one we didn't get to go to and that was someone up in uh, Syracuse um, uh, up in New York but yeah so I went to uh, I went to Jersey um, hard to believe yeah (laughs) so and Chris went to LA and um, and uh, I saw the pictures yeah LA yeah uh, Etheridge on the red carpet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't remember any pictures of LA, but I do remember Looking the... all dapper. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, we can't pull off dapper. <laughs> that one, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go to, and that, that looked like a fun one. Um, yeah, so so that's pretty much where we're at now, and um, the film festival run is kind of coming to a, a, a close for us and now it's you know now it's on to hopefully people will start buying it and renting it and uh, you know not illegally downloading it oh well never mind no. damn I gotta cancel my bit turret you still use that yeah, well, you know but that's something new and fanciful now well you Probably. know I, I'll tell you it, it, it's real funny fashion. because uh, you know, uh, this guy, uh, this guy that I know, came up, came up to me and said, "Hey, when's the movie coming out?" And this was, I don't know, about six months ago. And I, I was saying, you know, we got to go through all these steps. And he's like, "Oh, well, you know, I'll probably end up just downloading it anyway." I'm like, "Really? You know, you're gonna tell, you know, tell the filmmaker I'm basically gonna steal the movie from you?" Um, and so, needless to say, I really don't talk to that guy much anymore. <laughs> so, he may download it from iTunes. There you go. Yeah. No, he uh, he, he didn't. He's he, going to bit torrent it. No. He mentioned a specific site. And, uh, oh, did he? That's I'm not going to promote that site. But, please uh, don't. Um, I mean, they can Napster. steal our... Yeah, Napster. Are they even still in existence? Yeah. I think so, but it's kind of like um, internet radio type... Oh. Pandora thing. Yeah, okay. I, I like Pandora. I don't think it's the file sharing uh, no. Napster that it once was. But it's a famous or infamous name. Well, then somebody... Lars Ulrich really got his word across. Yeah, because now there's 400 of those sites instead yeah. of just one. Oh, no. Anytime I get a chance to illegally download Metallica, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole hard drive full of just multiple the copies. The same songs. Multiple <laughs> copies of every album they have. I've got for injustice for all a thousand times. Yeah, like the twenty fifth anniversary edition. Uh, I'm I'm not there. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So Attack of the Morningside Monster, um, out on video on demand. You can find it on iTunes, Amazon, Xbox, PlayStation, um, Dish Network, whole bunch. A whole bunch of stuff. So October fourteenth uh, at midnight. Make sure you get on uh, all those sites and and uh, same time. Yeah, crash the sites. <laughs> um, ordering the Morningside Monster. I have to get uh, it for every single possible thing I have. Well, you want to be able to watch it wherever you go. 
you just get it on iTunes and then you can watch it wherever I go anyways. You find the PlayStation, you want to be able to watch it there? Hmm? On your phone, you want to be able to watch through iTunes? On my iPad? I mean, on my, whatever the hell that thing is, my tablet, I want to be able to watch it through iTunes? Your Kim Jong-un tablet. Yeah, Kim Jong-un. And, uh, yeah, uh, it also makes a great Christmas gift for those of you who want to start shopping early, October 14th. You can uh, download uh, Attack of the Morning Side Monster from um, iTunes, Amazon, uh, for one of your loved ones. Yeah, because who doesn't want to come down on Christmas morning and find Robert Prago in your stocking? (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) Well, speaking of Robert, uh, have you guys seen the the Taken 3 uh, trailer yet? I just saw it. Um, we went saw Annabelle. Wait, oh, they're, okay. they're doing Taken Three. They've yeah. done Taken Three. They've done Taken Three. Yeah. They, did, they did that last movie with Liam Neeson, which I figured was Taken Two Point Five. The Walk Among the Tombstones. Yeah. Have you? Did you see that one? No, not yet. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I I saw that one, and I I can safely say, you know, it's it's a lot different from the Taken series. Um, the trailer made it look. Yeah, the trailer did yeah. kind of make it look Taken Two Point Five. But, yeah, but you know, it, you know, it, it, it's a faithful representation of what you're going to see. Uh, yeah, it, it's a little slower. The Walk Among the Tombstones. It's more, uh, more thinking movie. Yeah, you know, it's it's more of a mystery type of trying to, you know, it, you know, it almost reminds me of that Ransom movie with um, Mel yeah. Gibson a while back. And that that type Clint of movie. Howard. Um, oh, that's right. He was in that, wasn't he? Yeah. Clint Howard is in all of Ron Howard's movies. Yeah. And he no longer has to audition. They made him audition up to Ransom. And then when he did his audition for Ransom, one of the other producers leaned over and said, we don't need to make him audition anymore. Yeah, he's in He's in every one of his brother's movies. Just put him in a piece. Yeah. <clears throat> no, he used to make him audition for every movie. And he would get in in every movie. Weird. Well, I guess it's so that people can't say, oh, it's just nepotism. They're like, no, 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 he, he's an actor. No, he's actually a pretty good actor. He's an actor yeah. before his brother, too. That's right. Just because he's older. Well, there's that. I, I think that's right. Yeah, he's the older brother. Well, Star Trek. Rob Prago yeah. is in uh, Taken 3, um, and he's in the, the trailer. Um, oh. So, and he actually has lines in the trailer. So, he's. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I couldn't say yay or nay. I haven't been to a movie in a while. Well, so he wasn't paying much attention because it was taken three, you know. It looks like from from the preview uh, that he plays a cop, but (laughs) that's about all I I gathered from the preview. He seems to do that. So, yeah, I I, I gotta ask. You don't gotta. No, I do gotta because it's been bugging me ever since I found it out. Why did you guys have to change the name of the movie? Um, you know, that's, uh, are that's you, are a, you not allowed to no, 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 um, uh, distribution companies, uh, change the name of films all the time for what, whatever reason they, you know, it, it, it all comes down to a sales point of view. They have, uh, the right to change the title and then they do. And, um, it, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, it, it wasn't that big of a change, and so we're we're fine with it. It just helps sales. Okay. You know. so, I'm satisfied. Um, again, you know, that's all like, you know. That, I was just confused because when I first saw it, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of movies. That, like even that um, Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise movie, mm-hmm. they're, they've been promoting it as Live, Die, Repeat. No. Know, which was the tagline. 
but they found that people responded better to that. So on the artwork now, you see Live, Die, Repeat, and then very small, you see Edge of Tomorrow. So, it, you know, it's just all marketing and, and what they think the consumer is going to want and what's going to, um, you know, be best for sales. Yeah, so. yeah, I now know. I can sleep again. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I did not want you losing sleep over that. <laughs> Okay, there's plenty of other things I'll lose I, sleep over. I thought it was so that they could make a Revenge of the Morning Side Monster afterwards. There you go. <clears throat> hey. Attack of the Morning Side Monster in 3D. No, Revenge in 3D. <laughs> no, the Return in 3D. Uh -huh. so there you go. Uh, attack, Ooh. Revenge, Return. Wow. It's four. Kind of like Lucas. Yeah, <laughs> weird, right? <laughs> But Jason's not going to puss out on the title. He's going to use Revenge. That's right. Well, he used it later. <laughs> a little later, yes. Yeah, a couple of years. Will there be any new merchandising? With the new um, name of the will there be dolls and action no, figures? No, but like a, a, the t-shirts, will they have the new name of swag. Oh, yeah, uh, obviously. Yes, um, uh, going forward, any, uh, any merchandise is going to have the, um, uh, the new name of the film on it. And, um, but even logo-wise, it's not a big change. No, you know, I mean, and that was the thing, because um, we had um, a great artist do our logo. Um, Talent. Uh, a good friend of mine, Mike Kazanzas. And, um, Mike Kazanzas. And uh, so we were able to just kind of take what um, Mike originally had done and stick the attack of on there, and, and it worked fine. So your previous merchandise is still valid. Oh yeah, just yeah. issuing stickers. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it may Little even be more valuable since it's you know Change. since it was the original title and now and since it's Tiffany Sheppard in her pre Sharknado two role. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't even get me started on those movies. Man, say what you want, people like them. Yeah, they they make money. Yeah, they even got a theatrical run on this one. Oh. Geez. Um, Are you allowed to get stoned in the theater? Yeah, both Sharknado's got theatrical runs. But just like one night only. Ah, well, like Fathom it, Events type thing. But still. Well, then in that case, morning, so Attack of the Morningside Monster has had many theatrical runs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and theirs is better. So did Jimmy West. But <laughs> no, we only had one. A very limited <laughs> theatrical. It was more of a saunter than a run but it wasn't even that really it was kind uh -huh. of a stick your head in and no okay leave <laughs> people like that movie no they apparently didn't people people like that movie regardless of what we did yeah so um so pop culture architects are um back in full swing for the atlanta horror 48 hour and yeah we talked about yeah, that all two of us <laughs> we talked about that last time aren't i in there too all three of us. Okay, all three uh, of us. And <laughs> I believe that I'm a part of it, too, this, this four time. four of us. Come on, yeah. now get it right. <laughs> well, there's four at the well, table. <laughs> three, and then one in parentheses. Oh, yeah, it's me in parentheses, and yes. Our significant others are not here, so it's two more. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, you know, that was uh, one of the things, and I'm going to bore your audience for a second here. Is, um, that's okay, we do it We need hours. to talk after this about, um, about how many people it looks like we're going to have. Um, I just need to find that out. No. I, I have 15 
It always looks like more Releases than it is. Release is printed. If I need more, I'll print more. Right. It's the rule of 48 hours. It always looks like more than it is. Yeah. yeah. It looks like 25, but it actually... Which means it'll be about 8. <laughs> yeah. No, we've gotten better over the years. Or 10. <laughs> well, I was uh, I was very excited that you guys asked me to come and be a part of it. and um, um, Always a pleasure. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to... Uh, to uh, working with you guys again. It's yeah. been, uh, been a few years. So. It'll be better this time. Because oh, yeah. we won't be stuck in one place. And... That reminds me, too, to, after this, to tell you uh, about generators. Oh. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's hard uh, finding uh, uh, good locations in Atlanta. Well, you can find good location, but then you can't. You find just got to have the money to supply your own electricity in a lot of them. Well, yeah. Or a million dollars for extension. It's going to be harder though to find locations because there's so many film production companies moving into the area mm-hmm. that people are going to be expecting. If you come out there and say, "Hey, can we shoot something over here?" They're going to be like, "Oh, well, here, here, talk to my lawyer." Well, you know, and and that was uh, another interesting thing. That's why um, you do it on. Uh, in the state parks and stuff, if you need woods. Yeah. All right. The, well, the, the parks yeah. closed though. I've, I've called. Yeah, at night. Yeah, I've called several. So there'll be no one there. Yeah. They won't mind. Exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. You can't do it at night because. But um, what I wanted to say, which was uh, real interesting, um, and uh, I, I'm sure you two uh, know about uh, Sarah Jones. Yeah. Mal- yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. The woman who was killed in the railroad accident here in Georgia. Yeah. Since then. Uh, from from my point of view as a producer, with helping you guys out and trying to find locations and try to secure locations, it is really a different environment now. And I'm not saying it's for better or for worse, but it's it's a lot different for independent filmmakers because a lot of the places that I called, would, you know, what's your insurance policy? What right. you know? How much insurance do you have covered? At Morningside Monster, we had um, we had insurance and we had budgeted for that. It's interesting to see how it's going to affect the smaller filmmakers because you know it used to be this attitude of this guerrilla filmmaking. But there's going to be a lot more guerrilla filmmaking because of it too for the smaller guy. Well, the, Hollywood Shuffle style. There's yeah. that, but. Now, you know, the producers of that film that Sarah Jones was killed on are being up for manslaughter and stuff. So, I mean, there's a lot, you know, you you can't do the guerrilla filmmaking style anymore in the way that it used to be because, you know, it's just, you need to be safe and it's a completely different world now because of that, so... So I just I just find it interesting, and it's gonna, it, I'm I'm interested to see how that ripple effect is going to uh, impact independent film. Well, you so. know, it's, it's interesting. I was telling both Larry and Chris that like my office, I asked my area manager if I could film there. He said no problem. He didn't really go into any specifics. He just told me he goes. I trust you, Marissa. I know that you're not going to do anything in this Well, I got the office. same thing from Bob, so too. So I was like, that's, that's cool. I, I would figure that they would be a little Bob's more... Bob's place is more dangerous more like, than yours. More like, oh, you know. But he was just like, you know. Monster in it. Which I was surprised about, because like you said, you would think that they'd be a little bit more... Because it is a corporation, but they're like, hey, we trust you. 
Well, it's different on the level that we work on for 48 hours. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, can I use your place? Sure, yeah, I know you. you can, you yeah. Know. Yeah, and I think, well, and I think that's the thing is that they knew that they knew you. I think it would be different if this I is, cold called them and yeah. said. Yeah, if Jason called and was like, hi, I'm with this company. We're going to film a seven-minute movie in your place. Do you mind if we use it? And he'd be like, oh, I don't know, and rigmarole and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now, if he name-dropped you, you know, it might open the door a little bit. But also, if I, if I ask you know, somebody I know, hey, can we use your farm to do this? Yeah. In their mind, it's like, oh, they're going to bring some, some camcorders out and put on a little show, and then off they'll go. Yeah. They don't think about it as a movie production. Yeah. Well, see, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say the opposite there, um, unless you're talking about you know someone you know. Yeah, I'm talking about somebody uh, I know. Well, so the thing that I've discovered is. um, Or just know through someone else. Well, with the productions going on in in Atlanta, you know, we have all these huge films: Ant Man, um, Mocking Jay, you know, all all these really enormous Three Stooges films. Um, so a lot of these people now that you would call like three years ago, I would have called and said, Hey, you know, we're shooting a film. Can we film in your lot? They would say, sure. And you know, you give them a hundred bucks or whatever. But now it's like, uh, you say, I'm a, I'm a film producer and cha-ching, 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 you know, the, the money signs start going in, in people's heads because of all these big productions who can afford to rent out a parking lot for $750 a day. Uh, and that's lot. another impact that is having on the independent filmmaker, especially here in Atlanta, is people hear film production and they automatically think big studio. Mm-hmm. And um, probably 1% of the films being made here are big studio. And everything else is, you know, independent and student and uh, and lower budget. So, um, so you know, it's just an interesting time to be and in you, Atlanta. You know, this would be a good about, question for Film Riot too. You, know, you think about that. I mean, with the advent of YouTube and the popularity of that, <clears throat> I mean, there's even a level now below student film. That's true. Where and people are getting successful doing it. Yeah. I mean the, the Cam- camera phone. I wonder what. Uh, the guys did, I mean, they've probably talked about it in the past, for uh, Blair Witch. That, they did that at $35,000 or something like that. Yeah. You know? I mean, that would be an independent film. Yeah, but it, it grossed, what, $200 million? Yeah. It, and then they made a horrible sequel? But, it's uh, the... Uh, great premise. It is the... Yeah. Uh, great premise. But, um, most successful film ever made. Yeah. Because of the $30,000 budget. Yeah. And then, you know... Made a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. It started the whole found footage yeah. blow up. Those were with air bunnies for the people listening. Those of you watching saw. <laughs> uh, Those of you yeah, watching so as far as uh, what I read with, with their uh, th- uh, film, The Blair Witch, which was brilliant at the time because it was, it was the dawn of the internet. Yeah. So they were able to, you know, create this buzz. They, you know, made a mock website stating these three people missing. And, and so I, you know, I saw it, it was playing, um, it was playing in New York and, um, me and my friend Mike went to see it. And I, I remember being in line with people and hearing people saying, cause like at that time there was, uh, there wasn't, 
the spoilers and the internet all over the place. Right. So it was, just, you know, really word of mouth at that point. And I think it had done well at Sundance and was hitting up, you know, the little theater. So there was people in line saying, oh, well, I heard this is real. And, you know, and, and so it was kind of, you know, it, it they, and again, we talk about marketing. They did such a brilliant job marketing that film. Um, for all the, the crap it got, um, with the poor production of it, um, you know, uh, I admire them and their style and what they did to bring people into this, uh, you know. But it, it never actually advertised it as something that wasn't. I mean, they showed you clips of it and you could see what it looked like. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, oh, I the mean. The girl with the snotty nose. I mean, yeah. come on, it was great. My favorite thing was, um, actually, me and Talon saw the same screening, didn't know each other was there. We saw it the last night it was playing at the Terror before it came out in the wide release. And um, you hear people talking about people are getting sick during the movie. People are throwing up. During yeah. The movie. And, th and the thing is, people were, but it was because of motion sickness. It oh, wasn't yeah. because of what was yeah. going on in the yeah, movie. Yeah. But they didn't give you that because that's not they didn't see it. If it didn't affect you that way, then you don't know why these people threw up. They just yeah. threw up in the theater. Yeah, because I watched it and I was <clears> like, that was all right. So then where we come back around, oh, people were getting sick in the last screening. It's like, oh, this must be really good. Yeah. And then he fell asleep. Yeah. I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, not completely. Well, eventually I fell asleep, but not during the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, me, personally, I'm a, I'm a little over the found footage. And, I, you know, that brings up the point. I, I, um, I wanted to ask you guys with the uh, Horror 48 Hour coming up, because I talked to Chris about this, and, Chris, you know, Chris and I... Uh, looked at the list and um, there was some that were absolutely excited to get and then there was some like for me found footage I'm like uh, mm. I, I, me personally I would I would I would go for a wild card if I got found footage just because I just I was just thinking if we get musical. if we get creature feature we just stick uh, Jimmy versus Jimmy West versus the Nuke of the Mutant back in it <laughs> this doesn't have any of that I don't care here <laughs> watch but, it again but that would be cheating Larry no we just, and? We'll just go back over <laughs> That's to, how everybody else has been winning, apparently. We'll just go back over to Sound Lab and we'll do uh, Jimmy West versus the Mole Man. With all the dogs. <laughs> no, we got the one dog. We got the Mole Man dog. So looking at the list, was there anything, Larry, that you uh, saw that... Uh, uh, you got to remember the list. Um, mm. uh, I didn't know what there was. Uh, paranormal. I, I like... Par There's a bunch of them that I really oh, do yeah. like. I'm with you. I think found footage has been played out. You'll be done talking about it by the time I find it. But, but uh, I could see us doing a found footage. All right. Uh, we wouldn't need those generators after all. No, we wouldn't. Uh, what the hell? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what are you doing? I'm doing my found footage. I'm doing it fine. Okay, I got it. It's just a big blur. But uh, I like the psycho one. I like the... Psychological horror? Yeah, I like psychological horror. Sci-fi. Do you have it there? Here, let me look at it. There you go. And let's see. Uh, yeah, psychological horror, <laughs> sci-fi horror, horror Love spoof. That. I think that'd be really funny. I don't want to do vampires and gothic. I'm so over vampires. Gothic, I'm fine with vampires. <laughs> uh, demonic possession, I'm kind of getting burnt out on that now. I mean, a lot of people still like it. Well, it's hard being demonically possessed. Not really. Look at me. I've been getting along just fine. Uh, mad scientists would be okay. Like I said, found footage. Psychic powers would be difficult. So. Fishing wire. Yeah. The world's greatest movie ever written. Uh, 
supernatural horror. That uh, could be just about anything, though. Yeah, that's... Uh, what is supernatural? Mm. Yeah, I do like the fun house. I like serial killers. From a production standpoint, I don't know how much I like the fun house. I like watching them, but... Well, like well, I'm, like didn't I'm saying... Didn't one of your friends uh, say that they had, like, a, a tent, like a... Mm-mm. No, we only have um, like those pavilion tents, like you see it. Bam's got a big canvas one, I thought. How big is that, though? It's... I think it's like, uh, I think it's uh, ten feet by like fourteen feet or twenty feet or something. It's supposed to be big. He might not have it anymore. You get one of those. There's your funhouse. Yeah. There's your uh, carnival. I think the one I'm more worried about is the natural horror. Yeah. And possibly the horror musical in the wild card, but it's a wild card. Those are the two that kind of you know get me the most. Right. Horror musical. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, come here, hey, come here, better kill you all, da da da, you know, no, it's not gonna work. Michael Ben's doing well. Yeah, well, yeah. But but you forget that the music uh, doesn't necessarily mean Broadway. I understand. I'm going for the comedy aspect there, but. Well, there you go, folks. Another Chim Rally the podcast with the great Jason Palmer. Hope you enjoyed what you heard and learned something new about independent filming. Also, don't forget to pick up The Attack of the Morningside Monster on October 14th. For Chris, Larry, and Harvey, I'm Tina saying, doink, 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 kablee. <sighs> really? Now, if we're going to do a musical, we're going to do it right. <laughs> we're going to do it jazz hands and everything. <laughs> Give me CC to Bill. Give me but, Gilbert and Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. Hello, this episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast, has been brought to you by Vodka Tussin. Hello, I'm Eddie, and I can cure you of your insomnia and cough at the same time. Vodka Tussin, AR Products made this medicine for all those sleepless nights Tina has so she could do her magic and make millions of dollars like my cousin it is made with potato vodka and tussin i don't know much about tussin but this stuff works good